Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 141. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Bringing all awareness to this moment. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers, loved ones. Call upon your I am presence. Set a clear intention to receive any clarity or guidance that you are seeking. As I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to share a four-part affirmation reading. We will be using Affirmation Oracle Deck. We will honor each affirmation one at a time. If we honor the illusion of time, the first three cards represent past, present, future, and the fourth card would represent a tool that we can utilize to support us along our journey. Affirmations are really popular today, and that's a good thing. But sometimes we affirm in a way that perpetuates the lack of the thing we are affirming that we want. So let us be so mindful to stay in the knowing of ourself as I am meaning the I am presence. And if we affirm from this perspective, it will always be from the state of being that feels as if it is already done. Our affirmations should not feel like a want or a longing. It's an affirmation. It's to affirm it as if it's done. Only take the information that resonates in your heart space. Always use your discernment. Even if you feel you know, or you feel that you feel you know, discernment will ensure that you are only integrating the info that is for you. So let us see which four affirmations show up for us today. Breathe. Affirmation number one, don't relinquish your power. Very powerful affirmation to begin this reading. Relinquish is the idea of voluntarily giving your power away. And what is our power? As individuals, where is our power? Yes, it is in the present moment, as we always say, but once you get in the moment and you bring your awareness to the present, what is our power? Our power is our choice. To stay in your choice, your ability as a sovereign being to decide what you would like to create for your own experience. And when we say create, we understand now we mean co-create. To align with the one active presence here, that's you in your knowingness of the present moment, and then make your decisions from there. 
in regards to the collective, we can see how relinquish your power would come up first because the first card would represent a past action or situation. And we already gave our power away. We give our power away each time we vote. We give our power away each time we allow conditions in the world to inhibit us from making the decisions we want. We give our power away when we don't have boundaries. The list goes on, but it always is focusing on your power of choice. So the collective is realizing very quickly that if we look to the outside world for our security, whether it be a governing system or an authoritative system, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well because only we know what is right for us, individually speaking, but in regards to the collective, we have collectively gave our individual power away. Some of this isn't our fault. We were born into a default setting. It was already as it is when we got here. So for those of us that are walking the path of self-mastery, it is boiling down to make the decisions or make the choice that is in alignment with your highest good without looking to the exterior world for validation. The situation on earth today is serving the highest good. It's unfolding in divine order as we need to sometimes experience the distortions or confusions in order to see that we chose it. There's no other force here that is opposing us or out to get us. We are too wise today to believe in the concept of Satan or the devil. Now we know it as our own negative emotions, our own lower vibrational living conditions. Again, Archangel Lucifer, a different archetype. In regards to your individual experience, the message stays the same. Where are you giving your power of choice away? And how would we know we're giving our power of choice away? Well, we can first establish if we're in the present moment or not. When you are creating from past or the future, you gave your power away. You relinquished your power. Why? Because when we make decisions from the past or future, you are contaminating the present moment where your power is. So power is a sort of triad, a threefold system that would first be pay attention to how you feel. You must know how you feel in order to set the intention to feel a more harmonious way or more positive way. And then once you are aware of how you feel and you set the intention to choose how you want to feel, then we need to realize or see if we are in the present, past, or future. Sometimes, most of the time, almost all the time, when we have a negative emotion or lower vibration, chances are you're not in the present moment. You're remembering something from the past or you're worried about something from the future. So after we realize how we feel and set a clear intention in regards to how we prefer to feel, 
then that will bring our awareness to the moment. And after we're in the moment, then we make a choice. So our power is a process because again, this is a default setting and it's very easy to look outside of you for validation or your security. Only you know where you're giving your power away. Only you know where you need to set a boundary in regards to honoring your highest truth. Sometimes your highest truth, our highest truths, will not align with the truth of another, and that's okay. We have come here to express ourselves individually while realizing we are one. So each of us play a part in the individual expression to, what's this word? Introduce unity consciousness into the collective. We need to be the example to show our brothers, sisters, and beings what it looks like to stand in your own truth and make a decision from that point of view. So the first affirmation, don't relinquish your power. Affirmation number two, live your bliss. It's no coincidence, live your bliss shows up after don't relinquish your power. Since we can't live our bliss unless we're in our power, which is our ability to make a choice or a decision that honors our highest truth. And your bliss is your bliss. Only you know what feels good to you. In regards to the collective, we are being given the opportunity to figure that out, meaning we've already gave our power away. We're already allowing an outside system to make our decisions. I don't want to talk about the vaccine or the virus, but it is a worthy mention here because it's the prime example of forcing a truth on you. Now, whether you got it or not, it doesn't change what you really are, the child of God, the one creator. Perfect. They didn't want you to know that. They didn't want you to know that you don't need to seek outside of you for security or divine and perfect help. They wanted you to look to the outside forces for your safety because they knew it would bring you out of your power, of your own choice. So as a collective, we are finding out very quickly what happens when you look outside of you for security. Now, if you chose it on your own behalf, this message does not apply because it was not forced on you. But the idea was introduced and forced on us as a collective, absolutely. We sometimes need to experience the consequence of our choices when we're not in power, meaning you can also make a choice outside of the present moment, which is in past or future. And if we are allowing the governing forces to make a decision for us, this means that you were worried about the future. And they would perpetuate a narrative which would 
stimulate fear in you because of prior experience or past experience. Meaning they're telling us everyone's getting sick, everyone's dying, whatever fear mongering it's, it is or sounds like. And that is the prior data that you're referring to. Because then it automatically puts you in the worry or concern about the future. But if you're present in the moment, you come to know yourself as the I am presence and no outside forces can impact or influence you at all unless you are a vibrational match. This doesn't sound logical to the brothers, sisters, or beings that think with hard facts. Hard facts are simply a vibration translated to word. And this is a vibrational universe, so it will be common knowledge in the near, we'll say, future that nothing can impact you unless you agree. And why do you agree? Because you're not making a choice for yourself. You're allowing someone outside of you to make a choice. So although we are experiencing what appears to be chaos, I look at this as the most loving, harmonious time on earth ever because I can see the progression, meaning I'm in my presence, I'm in the right now, I'm not worried about the future, so if I stay in the right now and I look at the circumstance in the world, it looks like divine and perfect order instead of chaos and destruction. When you're in the present, then you know sometimes paradigms our realms of existence need to be adjusted so we can line up with the more harmonious experience. So the collective, we are learning that very quickly, that it never feels good to allow something outside of you to choose for you because only you know what feels good. Only you know your bliss. In regards to your individual experience, again, we will always remind you, only you manifest for you. Only you know what is good for you. Only you know what feels resonance in the heart space or not. So if you are having a difficult time, first of all, admitting to yourself that you do love what you love, meaning that your bliss is your bliss, chances are you are not very confident in claiming it because you are looking to the outside world to validate that that is for you. But again, you are an individual expression of Mother, Father, God. And you are unique for a reason. What creative talent or ability or idea do you sit on? Meaning it's unwavering, it never leaves you, but you don't tend to it or nurture it. The first step might be to seek and find your inner joy, which may be difficult because for so long we've been looking outside of us for our joy. But if we're seeking and finding within, and you find your joy, there's no one to oppose it because it's between you and you at that point. You're not compromising your knowing or your alignment because you're standing in it and there's nothing outside of you that can tell you it's not for you. So where would you like to be more confident 
in taking baby steps towards your passions and creativity? What can we do today, right now, to put us in a more harmonious state of being that would match the frequency of joy? When you're in joy, from where we are, you might say that is the highest vibrational frequency you can contain in the physical vessel. When you're in joy, you will have the Midas touch. Everything will seem to be working for you in miraculous, fast fashion. You will be a rapid manifester because you're in joy, and joy matches the frequency of the gifts of Source. Again, it's so easy we make it difficult. Why do we make it difficult? Because we relinquish our power, and then we pinch ourselves away from our bliss, which is an inner expression. It's not pleasure. It's not a five sensorial expression, although it can lead to that. It's joy from within, and then as you follow that joy, you may. Receive the bonus of the feeling good in the body, but you already felt it. It was ingrained with you. You brought it with you, meaning the things that you love will never leave you. So let's challenge ourselves every day to take baby steps that lead us in the direction of our well-being and live your bliss. Affirmation number three: Worry is a wasted emotion. Worry can only ever be in your awareness if you are not in the present moment. What does this mean? When we are fully present, we don't have a point of reference from past or future to even worry about. Does this mean forget? No. It might mean forgive, though. It might mean forgive, so that you're not allowing a past or future experience to contaminate your right now. So, in regards to the collective, we are experiencing fear today and doubt, and no one can be excluded from this because we are one. And although some of us are here, those of you that listen, and many of us around the world today, we are here to hold space for a more peaceful experience or reality on Earth. We still can't ignore the situation here, and we don't. As light workers and way showers, we have discussed this idea. We are not ignoring. We are aware of our focus, and as vibrational beings, whatever we focus on grows. So worry is a wasted emotion because it will only produce more of itself. And why is it a waste? Because there's no need to worry. Does this mean that there are not atrocities happening on Earth? It does not mean that. It means that if you manage your alignment. That you will vibrate outside of the influence of those atrocities. You will still be able to observe them. This is Earth. 
it's a polar experience, you're going to still observe the negative experiences, but it will not have an impact on you if you know the power of your choice and to stay in the moment and to follow your bliss, to be in the frequency of joy, you will, we'll call it magic, you will magically stop seeing those atrocities on earth. If you're watching the news, this message don't apply to you. At that point, you're just asking for it. I'm your brother, I'm not going to lie to you. If you're watching the news, you are asking to worry. So you can't ask source, your guides, our teachers, please take away my worry, please take away the news. Stop watching the news. There's no news in the news. It's perpetuation of a state of being that they want you to be in. That's why it's called a television program. It's programming your mind to be in a specific state of being. And why would they do this? Because when you're not in your power, you're in fear and worry. And when you're in worry and fear, you are more easily led. You are easily suggestible, if that's a word. Suggestions are easily received by you. You're not making your own choice because you're so afraid. You're willing to allow someone else to decide for you in the hopes that it would bring you safety or security. So the collective, again, we are learning very quickly. The fact that we are even having this discussion would let us know that we are doing far better than we think. We are just sometimes focusing on the old state of being and it's contaminating our right now. So the collective is given the opportunity to witness our abilities as master co-creators, meaning, again, whatever we focus on grows, and collectively, many of us have decided to bite the apple of the fear-mongering, and then that's what's being perpetuated. But this needed to happen. Why? So that we can see the power of our choice and our focused intent. How else can we see that we are responsible for our experience here unless we witness the effects of our cause, which is choosing fear or doubt. Now you're going to be in worry, and now look at the world that you're perceiving. It's a reflection of your inner realm. In regards to your individual experience, Emotion may be referred to as a feeling that's already in action. It already has too much momentum. So if you're in worry, and it's said to be a wasted emotion, this means worry can only become an emotion if you don't stop the momentum before it starts. How do you do that? Pay attention to how you feel. Notice how you feel when you watch the news and when you don't. Notice how you feel when you choose love and when you don't. Notice how you feel when you forgive and when you don't. You are only perpetuating the state of being that rose to the surface, giving you an opportunity to make a decision. But unless we're in the present moment, you're not going to make a decision in your power. You're going to make it from the past or future. So worry is already done. As an emotion, you can't stop that momentum. But you can redirect it. You can refocus. You can turn the cheek or look the other way just enough to shift your state of being into a more harmonious feeling. 
So what are you doing today? If you're worried, what are you doing today and what are you not doing? If you're worried, let's talk about that. If you're worried, what are you doing? You're focusing in the direction that is putting you in worry. And how do we know? Because worry is the indicator from source letting you know don't look this way. You're looking the wrong way. And you keep looking that way and you keep building the momentum of worry and source is trying to keep telling you don't look that way. But we see the worry as the indicator that there's something to worry about. But your worry is the indicator you're creating from the past or future and source is trying to show you. It can only get our attention through our feelings, our emotion. So as worry in the form of an emotion, that source trying to tell you there's nothing to worry about. And what are you not doing if you're in worry? You're not managing your alignment. You're not being a deliberate co-creator. You're allowing the momentum of a misalignment to build up within you and then create more of itself. Because this is a vibrational universe, you can only attract what you are. And if you're worried, you're going to continue to attract situations, circumstances that make you feel more worried. So where are you focused today, right now, and how do you feel? If you're feeling in alignment and in joy, beautiful. If you're feeling worry and in fear, beautiful. Either way is beautiful because it's your internal guidance system letting you know that you can make a decision or not. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear except fear itself. What does that mean? Fear generates more of itself. So you don't need to be worried or fearful of the things outside of you. You need to be worried and fearful of the fear that is going to attract the things outside of you to put you in fear. So let us be more disciplined with our focus. Let us have a clear intention and priority to make a decision that leads us towards harmony and in our well-being. And any decision you make is going to take you closer to that goal or further away. Let's choose love instead. Worry is a wasted emotion. Affirmation number four. Everyone has value. What a beautiful way to neutralize all distortions and grievances. Meaning, if we can see the value in the antagonists in our life, you will look behind their human actions and focus on where is the lesson, where's the blessing here. So if you are finding it difficult to forgive yourself or another, ask yourself, where is the value in this? What did I gain? How did this help me? How did this support me? This is all we speak of. As this affirmation, everyone has value, shows up in the fourth position, this is the tool that is offered to us that we may utilize to support us in the progression of our journey. In regards to the collective, 
this goes both ways, meaning in this message, the collective is the individual, is the individual, is the collective. Everyone has value reminds us first we are all related. We are all related. Think about the being that you can't stand the most. That's your brother or your sister. And in the dissonance of that being, it is only giving you the safe space to see your own inner grievance. Does this mean that that brother or sister or being did not wrong you? No, it does not mean that. Your feelings are valid. You should create boundaries. You are not a doormat. It only means that if, unless they are still hurting you today, you are essentially choosing to feel the pain that they caused you in the past because you are holding yourself to a past state of being because you're not letting go of what happened to the past. Let go does not mean forget. It means forgive. What does, what does that mean? When you forgive, you are not letting go of the situation. The situation stays intact, but the perception of the situation is what's altered because now you're not looking at it from your distortion. If we're wise, we're asking ourselves first, how did I attract this? Why was I a vibrational match to this experience? That's to take your dominion, to stand back in your power. And when you're asking yourself, how did this serve me? Why does that put you in your power? Because now you have stopped perpetuating the pain that it has caused you in the past. And you're not identifying as the pain or suffering. You are now looking for the data, the blessings and lessons to identify with. You are not the hardships that happened to you. You are the growth from those hardships. You are the lessons that you gained from them. So everyone has value is a very beautiful tool being offered. And the collective, it seems like we have a long way to go, but I would love to believe that we are doing far better than we think. I'm trusting, I have faith that everything serves a purpose. And with that, everyone has value. You don't need to like, we're speaking in regards to the collective. You don't need to force yourself to like or to even accept, meaning to accept someone in your life. You don't need to like it, but we don't want you to resist either or perpetuate a grievance. We want you to see the value. What is that antagonist or protagonist? Either way, what are they showing you? Where's the value in this situation? in regards to your individual experience. We all have grievances to work through. Why? Because we were all born into families that were already living in the default setting before we got here. Meaning we take on the beliefs and the ideas of our loved ones. And sometimes those beliefs and ideas do not align with what we really are inside, which is pure love, which is Christ, which is a representation or a representative of unity. 
So we first need to look at the belief systems that have been ingrained in us that would perpetuate the idea that a group of beings or being does not have value. Where are we allowing the old story from our ancestral wounds and traumas to continue that battle instead of ending that cycle? Everyone has a value. We are all related. We are all the children, the child of the one creator. Everything is serving us. It's up to us as individuals to do our inner work and to discover the feelings, thoughts, emotions, and beliefs that don't feel good, which means they don't align with who you really are at a soul level. It's okay to disagree with the crowd. It's okay to stand up and say, you know what, family? I know we've been believing this for a very long time, but it just doesn't feel good to me. Or do you know what, self? That belief or idea, it doesn't resonate anymore because it was given to me. I want to choose what I want to do. I want to find the value in that data, how it worked for me. So how does the grievances or attack against a other serve you? Where's that value? Well, we can't imagine it feels good to hold a grievance or to attack someone. You might feel like it feels good in the moment, but whatever you choose or do to another, you are asking it for it for yourself. So the ancestral traumas we're born into are serving us in a way that it is allowing us to see ourselves creating from the past. Our ancestors want us to be present. They are you. They're you. At a DNA level, they are literally you, reborn. They don't want us to hold grudges. And really, from the perspective that they're observing us from, it's silly to hold a grudge because in the game of life, we all take turns playing the role. That antagonist you can't stand, you took a turn in one life or experience playing that role. That group of people that you or your family just do not like, that was probably you in the last life and you needed to see things from the other perspective. There's only one presence active here playing all parts. If you need proof of that abstract idea, go read a physics, a physicist book that would give you the data that supports there's only one particle in all of existence replicating itself. Some people call it God. Some people call it particle. It's just one active presence. So it's playing all roles. And we have come to realize ourselves as that I am presence. So we would need to collect the data from all perspective, all points of view. So even though you may not like a person or a being or a group of peoples, try to see things from their perspective. Not to agree but just to collect more data so you can be more informed and you can nudge yourself in the direction of clarity. Where will the clarity come from? From realizing we all suffer here in some way? From realizing no one knows what to do here on earth? We're all trying our best? And it'll help us realize we would do much better if we come together, we would be more successful. 
the succession rate of life on earth hasn't been so great. Meaning, we come here and we seemingly die. That's not natural. That's only my opinion. I think death is a disease. I don't think we have to. Why would I think that? Because our body regenerates. And that saying, whatever you eat, you are. How does that go? You are what you eat. It's a reminder that we perpetuate or we are a continuum of our past action. So I love you so much, I don't judge what you eat at all. But if you're eating dead life, doesn't it seem logical why we would find sickness and disease in our body and eventually seem to die? And what's the value in that? To see the evidence of our choices. To see the power of our cause and effect. But everyone has value in that or a purpose in that meaning until we realize everyone has value this is also including the animal kingdom so until we realize everyone has value we will continue to look at our animal brothers and sisters as lower life or not value and then that would put us in the state of being where we don't know our own value. So maybe not the best example, but we have to include the animal kingdom here because they're also individual expressions of the I am. And if everyone has value, everyone has value. You didn't even imagine an animal when we first said this. It didn't even cross your mind that the animal kingdom was also the everyone's that we're referring to. Yes, everyone has value. As we come to the end of the episode, I would ask us to take a moment of silence and send a loving intention to our sister Madeline you may have seen her TikTok handle, Madeline Tarot, as she would often visit and interact with us during TikTok live broadcasts. Her son reached out to me and let me know that she did transition, she transformed to spirit on February 14th. And it really touched me in a way that would make me realize the impact of the interactions we do here or on live or wherever we are. It helped me realize this is not about me at all and I've always known that. But as my brother reached out during his time of grief, letting me know that the messages were really appreciated by his mom. It just made me look at what we're doing in a different way. So thank you, Madeline, my sister, for all of your love and compassion. 
as I would feel so much love every time、um, you interacted during the TikTok lives, and I can feel you now in the pure love light of the Creator. And I thank you for helping me be more realized in regards to my role here. And the agreements I have made to the world and Mother Gaia. Call upon your guides. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers, and your loved ones. Give them permission to help you in all areas of your life. Ask to be shown the way, so we don't lead; that we follow the will of the Creator, and find yourself in the receptive mode of miracles and blessings. I love you all. And I appreciate you more than words can express. I really do see you in the brightest light.